0: to her dating and relationship secrets. Secret number 129. Are you living your life or are you enjoying your life? Remember when I was writing in a writing group, because I kind of grew up as a self-identified writer, that the person who was Running the group came to me one day and said, Barry, one of the things that's I can't understand about you is how do you manage to get away with doing the things that you really want and enjoy and not doing the things you really don't want to do? How do you actually build a life that way? And I, I've thought about that a few times since then. I've realized a lot of what I'm doing in my life and with clients is it's about giving ourselves permission to not just live our life by doing the have do's. Ever wake up and just kind of have to go through the motions, like you know your to-do list, things that you have to get done that day. But there's no joy in that. There's no excitement. There's no energy in it. Versus the times we feel really alive and excited. I remember one time when I woke up at like four in the morning to drive down to San Diego to see the Miami Dolphins play. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, and I remember that I was so energized and excited. But I've had to get up at four in the morning before for things I wasn't excited about. There's a big difference between living a life where we're looking forward to things. There's someone trying to email me. A life where we're looking forward to things versus doing have tos. Like, for instance, I'm not going to look at my emails right now. I have a time where I do that. And this is not that time. It has a lot to do with permission to do what you really feel like. So Some people could say, yeah, but how do I earn a living doing that? Or how can I be a a mom or a wife? Or how do I date if I don't really want to go on the date? Just did a call today with a client where we talked about more and more integrating the parts of herself. You know, the, the little girl that craves love but doesn't want to go on a date if she doesn't think he's the one. And the self-manager part, that's like we have to do what we should do. We need to go do this to get better at this and to learn about ourselves. and, And there needs to be a coming together of these parts. You know, the same client and I talked about navigating and finding her way in her evolving business to something that felt energizing and exciting rather than just letting... You know, the have-tos dictate what you're doing with your life, your time, your purpose. So this is true across the board, professionally and personally. I have a question for you. Are you just living your life or are you enjoying your life? How many of the things that you're doing today are what we could call energy positive, energy plus? You're excited. They actually lift you. They fill you. You feel better having done them or even thinking about doing them. Now, look, sometimes there are things that we know feel great and are good for us, and they feel great once we've done them. But sometimes the resistance in us, the fear in us resists doing it. The discomfort of, quote-unquote, having to work out, unless we remember how great it feels once we do and why we're doing it. Or, as I said before, I think of myself as a writer in a lot of ways. And I always like to joke that I love having written, (laughs) more than I love saying I've got to sit down and write. But this got to, this have to, isn't a leaning in with joy to life. And then we're so unenthused, we're living life in black and white, not technicolor. You can't attract a juicy, loving relationship that way. Are you attracted to a guy who lives that way, who just is kind of unplugged and mechanical? just going through his checklist of have-tos, but unenthused about it all. So we have to show up that way in our own lives. We have to notice what gives us a spark of joy, as Marie Kondo might say, the home organizer from Japan who is the show on, on Netflix. When she has people going through their old belongings and, and clearing up the clutter in the closet, They'll hold an item of clothing, and she'll say, if it doesn't give you a spark of joy, get rid of it, let it go. Thank it for the time you've spent with it, right? Bless it, thank it, and let it go. But it's very much this way in life, too. Yes, sometimes there are the quote-unquote hairballs that we have to swallow. There's a book called Eat That Frog, which is about doing the, the task you're most resistant to at the beginning of every day. The funny thing is, if you get into that habit, It becomes something you're less reluctant to do anyway. It's less something you're forcing yourself to. When you're eating those frogs, it doesn't become a have to. It's just no no big deal. You raise your ability to say, I'm going to do it without being bothered by it. But it's still important to include the little child within us, the imagination, the sense of play, fun. What brings some adventure into this? What makes this enjoyable for me? How can I enjoy this more? I had a whole call with a client the other day about bringing more of that enjoyment into the routineness of her day. Things have become very repetitive in her life through COVID, and she's also expecting. And so there's a lot of things that are kind of routine or, or need to happen or have to happen a certain way. But there's always opportunity to bring imagination, variety, fun, adventure into that at every single step of your day. How could I do this differently? How could I do this in a more fun way? What would be enjoyable for me here? If you can't live your life in a way that's enjoyable, then what's it all about? What's the real purpose of all of this? And then we kind of get to your belief system, that inner subconscious thing, your inner environment, your self-environment, of what your belief system really is about yourself and life. You do have an answer to what the meaning of your life is. You may not have articulated it, or you may not want to believe (laughs) the belief you're really operating on. Life is sacrifice, or life is all about stability and just you got to do what you got to do and earn money and pay the bills. Deferring my enjoyment. Someday or later, when my parents pass away or once the kids are up and out of the house, someday my needs will matter. When do we get past our basic needs to get into our need for fulfillment, our need for joy, our need for fun? I've been told by a lot of people that one of the things I do kind of in an extraordinary way that I embody is just fun. I can have fun. I can create fun. I can make fun out of anything. It's very true. That's a little bit of also being home alone a lot from the age of eight on. I mean, there were babysitters, but they didn't always pay much attention to what I was up to. And then from probably 10 or 12, probably 12 or so on, I was home alone a lot. So I had to find ways to create fun and enjoy myself. You have to invent ways to feel engaged in life. But if you're not lit up by life, if you're not enjoying your life, no one's going to want to share it with you except another person who's a drag. You don't want that. So that's today's secret. What's getting in the way for you of enjoying your life instead of just living it? Why is it a bunch of to-dos or have-tos instead of I get to? And what can you do to shift that?